Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Notes from a Stranger about love, life, and death. This is episode nine. Um, this is the holistic actress, um, aka Marite. Um, for everybody, for everyone who doesn't know me, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. I am extraordinarily happy to have you here. I want to talk about something today. There is an urge within my body to talk about something that is quite life-changing. Um, if we truly spend a couple of moments to really think about what I'm about to share today. It seems like a very simple concept. We are all aware actually of that, but we don't take and spend enough time to really think how this shows up in our life. And I'm talking about upper limits. So uh, many of you know that like um, I'm reading the big leap because I've shared that this many times on my Instagram page. And um, I have studied this book many times in my past. Uh, and I'm just reading this book again now from a different perspective, from a different different place in my life. I used to study this book uh, with my coaches in my past, uh, and now I'm approaching the study uh, from a different place. And I think this is important to remind you because many times we do we do read a book, and uh, then we need to read it again. And after maybe two years, we need to read it again. And it's going to happen something different as an experience. And I love that there is a coach um, that I truly, truly love. She, Her name is Hina Khan. And she talks about living uh, the books, you know, living, uh, giving yourself an experience while reading a book. It's not just a knowledge experience but it has to be a real physical experience you gotta get involved emotionally with the book you really have to leave those studies and i love the way she does it and so uh, i am sipping my herbal tea today it's a green tea it's a sunday here in italy it's almost 7 p.m and i gotta say that i love this time of the day on Sundays, because I don't like Sundays. Um, I get really nervous on Sundays, anxious. Uh, it's a day that, uh, you know, I don't know why. And there is probably some connection to my childhood, as it usually happens 
we don't know why we don't like some places we don't know why we don't like some colors we don't know why we don't like some um you know um food uh, uh and we don't know why we don't like some time of the day or days of the week and there's always an explanation and this explanation is usually connected to past experiences experiences that the mind maybe doesn't really remember that well but the body does because the body remembers everything uh, and so I must had not funny experience on Sundays when I was a child and I know why because usually my father uh, on Sundays uh, used he used to leave uh, the family house to uh, fly somewhere for work and I never knew when he would have come back like uh, yeah Sundays were days in my childhood and teens where I felt pretty lonely and um, especially during winter time so there is some sadness that comes up with no sense uh, but the the timing the like this precise timing which is a 7 p.m 6 p.m you know this is this is okay because we are closer to mondays which is my favorite day of the week like i always loved mondays and i think i have an explanation for that too and i think it's that i loved to go to school like i i've probably i'm probably one of the few um people that i know that loved to go to school and again i truly believe this is so connected and related to um yeah to to the sadness of sundays and the family you know feelings and the atmosphere it was not a happy atmosphere my father would go away my mom would be upset uh they wouldn't uh, really understand uh about uh the child sadness i don't know there was something there was something lonely about sundays which is okay because we like loneliness sometimes we get inspired by loneliness so um i remember in new york uh, during sundays i used to write a lot in my apartment in upper east side uh, in that glass desk and uh, it was uh, there was this sweet, uh, uh, sweet and 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 savory and and bitter, you know, sensation, which is what often happens in life. You know, we have to experience something that feels really, you know, sad, and uh, meanwhile we can always find, you know, the sweet, the sweetness side meanwhile we're experiencing something lonely but let's come back to the topic of the week let me sip my tea one second mm. so this is this is life-changing guys okay so if you haven't read the book i truly suggest you to go and buy the big leap by gay hendrix and read it all over again and all over again as much as you need there is this um, concept very well explained in the book around the 
our own happiness. Today we talk about happiness. We don't talk about parents in their child in pain and no, no, no. Today we talk about happiness. How good it is to feel happy. How good it is to feel good, you know. Like think about it, like close your eyes. Think about a time in your life when you really felt happy. And it could be today. It could be today. It could be yesterday. It could be for me Monday morning. And it's a beautiful sensation because it's a sensation that really usually involves the entire body. Like we are happy everywhere. Like the body feels light. The bones feel light. The mind feels light. So when we're happy, everything is empowered. We are empowered. We feel good. <laughs> we feel we have energy to do anything. We want to sing. We want to we wanna do things. We want to give ourselves permission to do, to think, to dream, to take actions. And maybe we usually don't. So it's a very beautiful sensation. But Gay Andrix says something really interesting. And he says that every single person in the world, and this is really depending by your own self-image, every single person in the world has a set point for happiness. Every single person in the world has a ceiling for happiness, which means that when we hit that upper limit of happiness, we do something to ruin that happiness. I'm going to explain this a little bit better. Sometimes it's confusing. Everybody has a set point. It's like, okay, unconsciously based on my self-image and my self-worth I allow myself to receive happiness just and only to that set point to that level okay let's say that I see myself as somebody who can earn uh, 40,000 euros per year no more so if I start earning 60,000 euros per year i am crossing my set point and unconsciously i'm gonna do something to sabotage myself so i might go and uh, have a fight with my partner i might go and uh, spend twenty thousand euros um in a not profitable way uh, in a wasting way and I do something to ruin the level of happiness so basically what Gay Hendrix points out is that the quote it's too good to be true it's a so <laughs> really um, unconsciously internalized by human beings so as human beings we do a lot of actions 
when we are crossing the line that define our level of happiness to sabotage that happiness. So those are our upper limits. Our upper limits are all the ways we sabotage ourselves when we are getting into a new level of happiness, a new level of abundance, a new level of joy. Because our body on a physical or an emotional and or on, on a mental level, it's kind of like ah, it's too good to be true. I don't want I I, I don't want this. Like this is too much. I'm in love. Oh, this is so beautiful. I got to do something to ruin this sensation. Or I am having super success in my job in my work, so I'm gonna come back home and I'm gonna fight with my wife. Uh, or I'm going to do an action to be uh, not that uh, correct with somebody at work, for example. So sometimes can be an action, sometimes an upper limit can be just a really something that we do that it's so internalized that we don't even have to think about it. Like think about um, your physical body, think about sickness. Like how many times it happens that we get into, we finally are invited to that event, super super exclusive event where we want to go, we want to, or maybe we are invited to, um, like as a speaker, I can be invited to present something or to talk in a talk show and I get sick and I'm going to miss that um, occasion. So upper limits sometimes is sickness. It's the way our body sabotage ourselves. Doesn't have to be necessarily an intentional action. Many times it's not is not intentional, and many times is unconscious. And I love that he says so many times. Uh, I mean, not so many times, but it's just so very popular uh, as an example of uh, upper limits. Um, talks about people who win the lottery and statistically he says that 60% of the people who won the lottery they have in two years spent all of the money or in other specific case, uh, uh, cases they have even um, created further debts. So not only they have um, spent all of the money, but they have put themselves in very, very unpleasant uh, debt situations because they didn't know how to handle that level of abundance. So instead of uh, enjoying that level of abundance and making right actions and right choices and, you know, for for that abundance to keep, to stay, to last, right? They did things to sabotage. And in particular, he speaks about this guy who um, cheated on his wife, uh, been robbed in a stripped club of like almost 400,000 
dollars by strippers because he was totally uh not uh conscious he got into alcohol and drugs uh his daughter died for drugs uh for an overdose um so he really and he won a lot of money i think he won around 30 thousand million dollars like that was a really lot a lot of money and gay hendrix says like the problem is that we can really be happy that's the problem like the problem of a lot of people is that we can really be happy and this is something that makes us so nervous like the idea that we can be happy most of the time and we can be truly satisfied and in peace with ourselves most of the time it's so uncomfortable for many people it's so rejected as an idea from so many people because we get used to be in struggle we get used to be in pain we get used to you know to refuse happiness and this is a state of mind and body happiness happiness is a state of mind and body it's just something we feel it's something we search it's something it's something we think it's it's a body mind energy feeling it's a state of being and exactly as unhappiness it's a state of being so those things are really not material things right um there are material things that can get us more can pushes can push us t toward more of a state of happiness other than a state of unhappiness and guess what like as human beings we tend when we start being happy to do things to go back to the unhappiness <laughs> to come back to the state that it's so comfortable for our nervous system struggling making things hard how many of us we love that how many of us have been raised in chaos and struggles and problematics and drama and abuse and so it's not really something conscious it doesn't come from a conscious perception it's so internalized in the body it's so in our nervous system that we are kind of addicted to the struggle we are addicted to make things hard to make things difficult and what we do unconsciously we do fuck up when we have something good i can tell you that as a woman who struggles with her own trauma and as a chronic uh, people pleaser in on recovery and many other things that i'm not gonna mention i do this all the time so i do this with relationships i push away i push away people who are good for my soul and i let in people who are not good i mean i don't do that anymore i, I have to honor honestly that but I used to, especially before the trauma work. That was me before the trauma work. I was like, you know, every 
person who would disrespect me, uh, not value me, um, not considering me, you know, I was like, come here, come on, I'm here. And every single person who would, who would uh, recognize me, um, love me for who I am, give me safety, an example, I would push away. I would, I would push them away. I did this so many times, but I am in a good place now. Another way, another upper limit of mine is definitely lower my boundaries. That's how I do sabotage myself. Like there's no, uh, there's a big awareness here. And this big awareness is honestly, I know that I thrive under a condition of big space, big boundaries, like huge boundaries. It's not that I'm pushing people away. I literally need them. In human design, I have a channel that is called the concentration. It's a channel. It's an energy that comes from the root center. Um, so from the lower part of the body. And that pushes me oh, constantly to find details and concentration. Every time in my life, I do something like constantly, actually. It's a constant access. So I need concentration i need focus and i'm aligned i am aligned to which is the line of the natural body you know the connection to my natural body so i really need to be alone to connect to my natural talent and those two things the concentration and the line to really they push me to spend tons of time alone and to have big boundaries, because many times I cannot work with people around. I cannot, I cannot be productive if I don't have that level of con on concentration, which for me as a line two comes by being alone. This is typical of writers or creators or people who have. Also, I have another another channel, which is called the structuring, uh, and it's all about. It's in, in, in the Ajna and, and it's the connection between uh, throat and Anja center. The Anja center, it's all about um, creating ideas. Like I, I have this energy that constantly pushes me to creating ideas. And I need to create a, a things constantly. Um, it's an uncomfortable channel many times because I cannot sleep sometimes at night because I have this like two centers that are this channel that is working 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 a new idea comes and uh, i need to express them <laughs> that's why i'm always um in the doing many many times but coming back to the upper limit like i do sabotage myself when i don't give myself enough space and time and I do that often because I come back to the original version of me who is a chronic people pleaser. And when I do please people and when I don't make and create distance and blockages and rules and conditions like no, that's a no for me. 
I don't answer that phone call because I'm doing something important for me. I'm creating, I'm writing, I'm structuring, I'm focusing, I'm focused on something. And when I do take that phone call that I don't want to take, that's a self-sabotage mechanism. And when I don't block that guy who is fucking bothering me on WhatsApp and I ask him to stop bothering me and I maybe text him back because I'm polite. That's how I am um, sabotaging myself. That's my upper limit. It's not giving myself enough, enough boundaries. When I don't respect my boundaries, there are tons of examples of upper limits, um, like tons um sickness and uh, many 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 others like again we get sick our body gets sick when we are about to enjoy something really really cool <laughs> like this happens so many times you have the best party you have the best invitation you have the best trip and you start thinking maybe oh what if i get the covid before going there and you boom you get covid and you cannot go there or um or maybe for more important things, sometimes even more devastating and heavy um, disease are caused by our unconscious mind and body. We do, we, not everybody believes that, but I do. I do truly believe that our body reacts to our internal resistance and we create everything like we create sickness we create disease in the body we decide how to react to situations based on what it's been internalized in our subconscious and so we have this set point we have those upper limits So when we try to hit those upper limits to go into the other level, to the next level of happiness and abundance, we have to deal many times with the process of coming back to unhappiness or maybe we make 10 steps toward success, like earning more money, doing things that we never done before um achievements results joy success situations like the guy or the girl that we like uh the romantic situation the amazing sex and then we do create something to ruin that situation i'm going to close up very soon by saying that gay hendrix talks about these four different zones we hang out in life and those zones are the zone of incompetence the zone of competence the zone of excellence and the zone of genius and he says that many of us and the reason why many of us are not allowing ourselves to go to the next level of happiness and so hitting up our limits it's because uh it's because we do 
hang way too much, we spend way too much time in the zone of incompetence or competence. So we shouldn't spend that much time in that zones. We should spend most of our time in our zone of excellence and our zone of genius because we all have a zone of competence, incompetence, excellence and genius. And so my invitation today is, and for this week is like, can you spend some time? Can you spend some time to realize what's my zone of genius? And what's my zone of excellence? And by that, I mean the zone of incompetence is something that we really, we're really not great at. Like we're really bad, actually. <laughs> and so many of you, maybe you don't know, but you spend a lot of time in that zone. Maybe you spend a lot of time doing things that you are not good at. Maybe your job is about doing things you are not really great at. Or maybe you are competent, yeah, the zone of competence, yeah, so you're good, but you are not excellent. It's just that you can do it, yeah, it's okay. But then we have the zone of excellence, excellence. So something you're very great at, like for me, I can say the man's zone of excellence is writing. I'm a good writer. The zone of excellence is... Um, I'm a good actress. The zone of excellence for me is I'm a good coach. I'm a good speaker, I guess. I do, um, I'm good at cooking. Well, I mean, that's more the zone of competence. But like, if I have to think about my excellence, it's, yeah, it's all about creation. Like, I'm good at creating things. I'm good at details. Yeah, I'm good at details. I'm good at making sex. Oh my God, this is really important. <laughs> That's my zone of excellence. Maybe my zone of genius. I don't know. <laughs> I might have, sorry. <coughs> I might have to, yeah, to train myself better. What's my zone of genius? And I'm going to share this with you guys because I know what is it, my zone of genius. Oh my God. And it took me some time to become aware of that. My zone of genius is feeling like I am great. I am excellent. I know I'm a genius. I'm a genius at feeling. I don't know everybody who feels like I do. Seriously. So it doesn't have to be necessarily a craft, you know, for me, it's not like a job. It's like I'm just a genius because the way I feel, and I'm speaking also about my psychic um, skills because I have psychic skills. I feel things. I know that things are going to happen before they happen. I know what people think. I know what people feel. People are a little bit scared of me from this point of view because I read them and I read them because I feel them. I feel energy constantly. Sometimes it is a nightmare because sometimes I would like to be wrong. Sometimes I, I say to myself, you are a human being and this is wrong. 
And I have to say that most of the time, unfortunately, it's not, it's not wrong what I feel. Many, many times it's wrong what I think. Like extremely many times it's wrong what I think. But it's rare for me when I feel something very strong inside of me to be wrong. And the thing is that I feel so much and so often. And I wish I could feel a little bit less sometimes. And this has been something that I've, it's been a little bit mm, of a sufferance when I was younger. Now I'm handling better. But when I was a teenager, oh my God, my empathy was insane. And when you are a teenager, you are pretty fragile and mm, in need of safety and protection. So I was really, I suffered. Now I know it's my gift. My zone of genius is feeling. How can I use this, this zone of genius? I'm, I'm really seriously trying to use this in service of others through helping people, through helping myself, through uh, my artist, my actress, uh, my writing, expressing, speaking, sharing, um, helping most of the time. What is it, your zone of genius? What is it, your zone of excellence? What is it, your zone of competence? And what is it, your zone of incompetence? That's really, really, really important. I'm going to leave you with those questions. I wish you a great week, guys. I love this time of the year. It's uh, half of November. Christmas time is coming. We have... One month and 15 days or 10 days to really boost and make things done before Christmas. Um, and uh, that's a time where I blossom personally and I have a lot of things to share. Like This is going to be a very juicy time for me. I'm going to do so many exciting things. Um, so let's focus on happiness. Let's focus on joy. Let's extend our capacity to hold happiness and joy. Let's extend our capacity to be happy. I see you and I love you. And I'll see you to next, uh, the next episode of Notes from a Stranger about Love, Life and Death.